Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, America's podcast. No live feed today, no live stream uh, of today's podcast. Or if you're listening on the app, which most of you do, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, or iHeartMedia, Odyssey, or Hey Alexa, play Spazzing Out, America's podcast. Some people watch me record live, but I didn't get an opportunity to record it on Facebook or, or Instagram, so I apologize for that. On today's program, again, we will talk, I'm so sick and tired of talking about Afghanistan, but there are two things that I want I want to discuss with you guys. I want to replay some of the interview from former President Donald Trump. He was on the phone with Hannity the other day, and then Hannity had an exclusive interview with the former vice president of Afghanistan, who is begging for help to help Americans, to help Afghani people. I want to play some of his audio and what he thinks he needs because he is the only opposition, the only one pointing out that, that basically, that the Taliban are terrorists and that nobody in Afghanistan wants them. But before we get to that, before we get to, you know what, hold on, let me play a little snip of Donald Trump. Well, Biden and the woke generals, they're just woke. I mean, you look at what they're talking about. I was seeing even at the end of my... We're going to get to that audio towards the end of the podcast. Before we get to that, there was a story in the news. Did you guys see the story of the Texas mom that makes about $1,000 a week dumpster diving? Let me tell you, I own a junk removal company, Take Junk. As a matter of fact, this program is brought to you by Take Junk, 844-TAKE-JUNK, or you can go to takejunk.com and book online, and we will come and we will remove your junk for you. Only in Massachusetts, though. So if you're listening, a lot of people listen in Florida, a lot of people listen in Texas. I can't get down there yet. Not down there. Um, We're a full-service junk removal company. So if you need junk removal, 844-TAKE-JUNK, or you can book online at takejunk.com. Anyways, this lady, she has made thousands of dollars dumpster diving. And let me tell you, you can make a ton of money dumpster diving. But it's very time-consuming. Everybody always asks me, like, oh, you must find all sorts of good stuff, and you must have time to sell them. When I first started Take Junk, I had a warehouse full of stuff that I never sold. And I had to re-get rid of it. So we do house, so I'll do, yeah, let me give you an example. I'll do house cleanouts for a realtor or for someone who's a, a house flipper. You might get rid of five, six, seven, eight, even 20 truckloads of stuff, and the, the, the dumpsters are 15-yard dumpsters. So it's a lot of stuff. Clothes. You name it, they have. Imagine this. You walk into a house and you and it's like someone lives there, but nobody lives there anymore. These people just get up and go. So they leave everything. Their kitchens are completely stocked with food that <laughs> I ate a peanut once that was like twenty years old, dude. My 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 fucking <laughs> my my mouth went numb. I was like, nah, nah. I, <laughs> it was the grossest thing. It hadn't been opened. 
It was like from 99 or something like that. Oh, God. But anyways, they, they, they leave everything. Plates, forks, knives, pots, pans. You name it. You go into the bathroom, it, it's like someone lives there. Anything you would find in a normal bathroom. Razors, soap, toilet paper, towels, anything like that. Throughout the entire house, you go into a kid's bedroom. That Now, they typically will take the gaming system unless uh, if it's older, they won't. So you'll come across Xbox Ones, a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, things like that. They leave TVs, they leave couches, mattresses. You go into the basement, they leave tools. There's a number of things that they leave that you can sell. And I've sold stuff to make money over the years. I mean, bicycles are an easy one to sell. If it's a decent bike, you can sell that easy. I'm trying to think what, what uh, I mean, obviously silver, gold, if you find that stuff, which I have, you can sell that. Um, but there's plenty of stuff. I mean, recently I sold soccer cards. I found three or four, uh, it's actually five boxes of some old soccer cards, but they were complete box sets that were never open. I sold them for $40 a piece. So, yeah, you can make some money doing it, but it's mad time-consuming. It's very time-consuming. But here's here's some audio from this lady who dumps the dives. Look at all of the bags. What we got, what we got. Let's see, we got some candles. What else we got? Ooh, we got some lotion. We got some hand wash. We got a nice candle. Nice. Not bad. All that, and then three candles. So she's made a living out of it, but she's not doing what what, what I would do, whereas I, I get the stuff out of a house clean-out. She goes to dumpsters at, at like, the mall. She'll go to or, or at a garage sale. So someone will have a garage sale, and then they typically just get rid of all the stuff. So she'll hop in a dumpster or, or like, a flea market, and she'll get those. She'll sell them on eBay. She'll sell them on Craigslist, uh, Facebook Marketplace, uh, there are a couple other places you can sell them. I typically sell my stuff. If I ever do sell things, I'll sell it on eBay or I'll sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Because you do come across, I, 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 got, I had a toolbox that I sold a few weeks ago, like a truck toolbox. And I'm not like, like you know what the problem is? People get greedy. I'm not greedy. I'll sell it for 50 bucks. It's a $300 box. Yeah, you want to give me 50 bucks? Yeah, you come pick it up. High five. See you later. So you can make money doing it. I just thought it was an interesting story. All right, anyways. What I want to get to, and hopefully every, every day for the past, or every podcast for the past five, six, seven podcasts, I've been saying, I don't want to talk about Afghanistan anymore. I'm so sick of talking about Afghanistan. That was last week, and then last week we got the awful news that 13 American soldiers died in a cowardice act by a suicide bomber. Some, and these people are complete cowards. Anybody that just straps a bomb onto themselves and walks into a crowded place and kills a ton of people, hurts close to 200 people, you're a bum. It, it's, it's cowardice. Now, I'm not saying killing people. If, listen, if you're killing people, you're a scumbag. But it's just so, there's no honor to me. It, and I don't know if there is any honor in warfare at all. I, I'm not a soldier. I have no clue. I, but I, the, the example I could give is if I'm going to take a slice of your pizza, I'm not sneaking the slice. I'm coming in. I'm going to say, hey, I'm taking a slice of your pizza, and I'm going to take it. These scumbags, they sneak in with women and children with the bomb strapped under the guise of, oh, I need help. Please help us. Get me out. And then the guy gets in. Boom. 
13 Americans dead. And it didn't have to happen. I've said this already. If Joe Biden had done the right thing and got out the right way, no Americans would have got hurt. All the Americans would have been got out. Some 11,000 plus Americans, there's still Americans stuck over there. They would have all got out. We're going to hear from the uh, former Afghan vice president. He's going to talk about getting Americans out, plus getting out Afghanis to a, to a safe place. I want to be clear on this. I don't want any Afghan refugees in, in the United States, especially after the bombing. Unless they are heavily vetted, we need to know with certainty, not eh, maybe, we need to know with certainty that anybody that we are shipping to the United States that is not an American citizen is not a threat to our country, is not someone that's, oh, great, my time helping America has paid off. Now they've brought me to the homeland, and the person straps on a bomb, goes to a baseball park or something, goes to an airport, goes somewhere, and kills innocent Americans. It's unacceptable. It can't happen. We have to think about us first. We must think about America first before we start worrying about other people that live in other fucking countries. I can't stand it. Yes, we should help people, 100%. We're the biggest dog. We should be helping people, but not at the risk of our own. That's what happened here. Joe Biden messed up. He got all the troops out. Americans got stuck. We had to send Marines back in so that we could get the rest of the people out. And who knows if they're out. They're supposed to be out. We're supposed to be done with this by the 31st. We're not going to be. So there are going to be Americans that are still going to be stuck there, and the Taliban don't want our military there anymore. Do you think they're going to be okay with that? No. Will they retaliate? Will the Taliban do something? Probably. Why? Because they're not scared of Joe Biden. Because Joe doesn't do anything. I said this before. Joe is like the dad. Joe, we should call him timeout Joe. Joe's going to put the Taliban in timeout. Hey, guys, we're going to put you in timeout. Hopefully you don't retaliate. Whereas my father would, would be like, yeah, I'm going to take as much time as I need. And I wouldn't say anything because if I did, my father would take the belt off and he'd crack me in the ass. I hope you can understand the difference there. All right, let's hear from um, what, what I'd like to do is let's play some audio from um, Sean Hannity had the vice president of Afghanistan on. He, he's now pleading for help from America. He, he also is leading the opposition. I'll play some of the audio. I'll stop and go and we'll talk about it. Pledging to help any Americans that will be left behind. Amrella Soleil is with us right now. You're in the northern part of Afghanistan. I understand you have a very strong resistance that is growing by the day. I have reports on the ground that I've confirmed that you are leading the country. You're the de facto resistance leader of the country in your rightful place, considering the your president left. And my question is, what would you need to ensure the safety of our Afghan allies, innocent Afghan citizens, and Americans that will be left behind? Because I want my fellow Americans brought home safely. All right, before this guy talks, I, I, I don't agree with, with Hannity on... on here, let, 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 me, let me try to explain this. Like I said, I don't want Afghan refugees coming here. I'm, I'm happy to help them get to another country. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. The, the interpreters and everybody that helped us out, I'm, I'm, I think we should help them go somewhere else, but not to our country, at least not until we can make sure that they're not a threat to the homeland. So we'll continue with the interview. 
Well, we need two, three things to be done, and, and these are doable things, and it will save the lives of Americans, and it will most likely save the lives of millions of Afghans. Number one, Pakistanis, Taliban, and al-Qaeda are celebrating the defeat of United States. It is a must for Joe Biden administration to take Pakistani state accountable. All the Taliban leaders who are in Kabul, including Haqqani, they came from Pakistan. That is number one. Number two, they should make it very clear to the Taliban, now who are in control of Kabul, that if one more attack is carried out, it will be Taliban responsible for it because few days back, we warned the Americans that the only way for Taliban to gain control of the Kabul airport is to stage suicide attacks or attacks and then blame it on the ISIS. Otherwise, I have to stop there. Do you, do you hear what the Afghan vice president just said, or the former vice president, now the, the leader of the opposition party? They told... Biden, they told the Biden administration that there would be a fucking attack on the airport because it would be the only way for the Taliban to take control of the airport is to create some kind of chaos. And it happened, and they knew. They, they fucking, the, the administration knew. They tried everything. It was too late. I'm sure they tried everything to get people out, but they didn't do a good enough job, and they lost. they lost Marines. Innocent people died, and they fucking knew it. And they knew it was coming. They were warned. And then they blame it on ISIS. And then what does Joe do? Joe's toothless retaliation, toothless retaliation, he allegedly bombs an ISIS, uh, the ISIS-K group, wherever the hell they are, because ISIS claimed that they were the bombers with no evidence. So there's no proof that ISIS did it. It's clear, in, in my opinion, that the Taliban did it. We have the former vice president of Afghanistan saying, we told Joe Biden that the Taliban were going to attack the airport so they could take control of the fucking airport, and Joe does nothing. Nada. And they still do it because Joe's not a deterrent. He's right. The Afghan president is 100% right. We, Joe Biden and this administration needs to hold the Taliban accountable. Accountability. Wait till you hear from President Trump what he thinks accountability is. Completely different. Joe Biden's accountability compared to President Trump's accountability, completely different. Under President Trump, I guarantee you, our soldiers and our people, all Americans would have got out and there'd be no suicide attempt to try to take over the airport. This fiasco is not going to end soon. So for Taliban to say it is not us, Taliban or the creator of the suicide bombing uh, uh, thing in Afghanistan over the past 20 years. They cannot become innocent overnight. Number three, United States must use its power of convening and power of bringing nations together to create an alliance for peace as it had created an alliance for war against terrorism. And they should not abandon Afghanistan. There is a lot United States can do. Today, the Afghans, your foes and your rivals and everybody watching, the superpowers seeming so weak. That should. I have to pause it. I got to pause it there. I, so 
so far I've been, I've been I I agree with a lot of the stuff that this guy has been saying. The former vice president of Afghanistan, now the um, the the leader of the opposition party that that wants to get rid of the Taliban. Of course, he wants the United States to say. Of course, he wants things to go back to how they were. I don't want the United States there anymore. We need to leave. We're out. Let's get the rest of our people out and let the Afghan people worry about their own crap. So I'm not for what he's saying. I'm for peace. I'm for, sure, you guys want to have a a gathering of, of thoughtful minds so that there's peace throughout the world? Go ahead. Never going to work, but go ahead. You guys have a have an organization of peace where you guys get together and you use words and nothing fucking happens and war, war continues. But the United States needs to stay out of Afghanistan. Let's get our people out. Save as many people, Afghans, as we can, and we're out. He's, please don't abandon us. Yes, we understand. You would like to go back to how it was the past 20 years where we were giving you $50 billion a year for your army, and I'm sure you were taking some of that money just like your buddy who bounced, who left, with $200 million in helicopters and fled the, 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 the former uh, president of Afghanistan. Yeah, I get it. You, you want to go back. Your, uh, the, the, the sugar daddy left. Sugar daddy left you high and dry. You want sugar daddy back. You want that money. Of course you want us there. But we can all agree we don't want to be there and we shouldn't be there anymore. This isn't our battle. This isn't our war. We went there and we did what we were supposed to do, which was take care of al-Qaeda. We got them out. I understand there are people that are say, and I agree, Afghanistan is the hotbed or Afghanistan harbors the world's terrorists. That's where they go for a safe haven. That's where they're hanging out. And should we be there uh, for what? So should we be there forever? Should the United States just occupy Afghanistan and continue to funnel them money uh, until the end of time? We can't do that. We have to worry about our own people. $50 billion a year back here in the United States could go a long way towards anything. I'd use it for infrastructure, not human infrastructure. I, I legit infrastructure, roads, bridges, railroads, create jobs for Americans. Or maybe I'd just tax Americans less. I say, hey, look, we don't have to fund Afghanistan anymore. We're going to cut taxes. So, no, sorry, Mr. Vice President. We're not going to go back to the way things were. Should be averted. These are doable things. We are not asking you to reescalate, come back militarily. We are asking United States to project confidence, hope, power, not weakness, not desperation, not being seen as a superpower on run and unable to do anything. Oh, that drives me nuts because he's right. Right now, the United States of America is a paper champion. That's how we look. We look like a paper champ. We're Tommy Gunn. That we're a fucking paper champ because our president doesn't have balls. Because our president's not the true deterrent. We just talked about it five minutes ago. He's right. We do not. We, we project we're the champ. But when we get into a fight, we're not winning the fight. We got knocked down in the first round. We got back up. I mean, we're up. We're trying to get people out again. But we didn't retaliate the proper way. We didn't send a clear message to the Taliban that we can't be messed with. What we did is go, what we did with no evidence is drop a bomb on a location where ISIS K was. And we don't even know if ISIS was responsible. Personally, I mean, I don't care. Uh, anytime you want to drop a bomb on ISIS, a high five. Great. They're terrorists. Let's get rid of them. But go after the real problem, Joe. And that's the Taliban. Where are your teeth? Project the power and then back it. 
Back it with authority. We don't scare anyone. We're a superpower without any teeth. We're the paper champ. And you have some guy in Afghanistan that's hiding. Of course he's hiding. He's the leader of the opposition, but he's hiding. He's calling from somewhere in the mountains and calling us a bunch of bitches. He just basically said the equivalent of the United States is a bitch. You should be embarrassed. You know, this, you, let me explain something to you. As defeated, this is a disaster. You need to understand something. The United States under this president, not the last president, under this president, has no appetite to provide any assistance at this point. Uh, yesterday at the press conference, Joe Biden was very clear. He has no appetite to send troops in, even to save Americans, and even the prospect of leaving Americans behind. I can tell you that the vast, overwhelming, uh, massive majority of Americans find that repulsive, sir. But with that said, uh, I don't control the president. I don't control Congress. We're going to bring in a senator and a congressman in a minute. My question to you is, specifically, can you tell us how many, how many fighters you have, what kind of equipment you have, what are the things that America might be able to offer you militarily so that you can accomplish your mission of defeating the Taliban, ISIS-K, the emergence of al-Qaeda, uh, and help Americans in the process that might be left behind get home? Well, first of all, if, Amer- if any American tries to take refuge in the safe haven that we have created, we will welcome them with open arms. We will provide them protection, and we will make sure that they are safe, and we will coordinate whatever way possible with you so that these Americans will be evacuated. So Pineshare Valley today is not only a valley, it is the center, it is the safe haven, and it is the capital for all those who fear their lives, who are, who are fearing Taliban terrorists, and who are trying to get to somewhere to feel safe. So with that said, what is our strength? The biggest strength we have is our political will, which unfortunately is, isn't there in, in Washington. The United States is capable of doing everything. But the decision which was taken to withdraw troops from Afghanistan so abruptly was a political decision. It has hurt the feelings of so many American service members, the intelligence community, the strategic community. Look, I understand Washington was fatigued by paying few billion dollars and retaining 2,000 troops in Afghanistan. What you are seeing now America is paying with its dignity, with its reputation, and with its credibility. America must show will and power, and it should project hope and confidence. Oh. That last little bit there from him, it just, it's, it, for me, it's gut-wrenching because he's calling us out. The guy's calling us out. And I get it. it, it, it he's basically just he literally... Because of the administration we have, he just called out the United States and said, where, where the fuck are you? How could you have let this happen? And now that it's happened, how, how are you just going to turn your back on us and bounce? I, I, I'm, I said, I'm okay with not helping Afghanistan. I want to get our troops out there. But the guy, it, what, what I'm trying to get across to you people is we look so weak. 
And this guy right there is it, it, President Trump would never allow for this. President Trump would get on the goddamn phone and be like, bro, are you calling us out? We helped you out for 20 years. Where were you? I'd like to flip the script, Mr. Vice President of Afghanistan. Where were you? You had troops. You had money. We funded you for years. Why didn't you and your crew stand up? Why did your president bounce? That's what Hannity should have said. I'm kind of pissed that Hannity didn't come back on him and say, wait a second. You don't call America out on my program. You don't say that we're weak. Now, our president might be, but we're not. We're good people. We tried for 20 years to get you guys on your feet. And then the very second that we took our troops out, you guys fucking nailed down and you let them walk all over you. I'm pissed about that. Honestly, that that, that last piece, absolutely, that's fucking crap. Fuck you. Call us out. 20 years. Marines, soldiers in there helping you guys, protecting you guys for years. And then we we take you from an adolescent fucking kid and then you get 20 years old and you tell me I'm a suck dad because I fucking put you out on the street so you could take care of yourself and you failed and it's my fault. Fuck you. All right, we're going to play a little bit uh, of President Trump's interview from the other day with Hannity as well. It's good stuff. Well, Biden and the woke generals, they're just woke. I mean, you look at what they're talking about. I was seeing even at the end of my time, I was seeing letters being sent out about equality and all of these different things. The soldiers, they want to fight. They want to be prepared to fight. They want to be soldiers. But the woke generals, and it's gotten to a level where that nobody can even believe, they were looking to get out. But they forgot one thing. They forgot to take the people with them and the merchandise with them, meaning they forgot to take the greatest military equipment anywhere in the world with them. And it's... Uh, Hard to believe, actually, because a child would have understood you get the military out last. I, I couldn't agree with the president more. I've been saying this for five, six, seven, however long it's been going on. I had said it from the beginning that I, in my basement, a non-military person knows that you would not take the military out first. You would first get all Americans out, get them to safety. Second, you would get all the people that helped you and send them to another country. You don't bring them to the United States. Third, you would ship all your fucking equipment out of there, the $83 billion worth of technology, guns, uh, guns and weapons, same thing, tanks, Blackhawks, whatever's there, then you get it out, then you get your troops out, everybody's safe, our troops are safe, nobody dies, and then the bombing doesn't happen because there's not chaos at the Cabal fucking airport. It's just, it's mind-blowing to me. I, I can't understand it. Donald Trump knew that the Taliban would take over, which is why Donald Trump negotiated with the Taliban first. He went to them and said, hey, we're going to do we're going to leave your country. We're leaving Afghanistan. We're out of here. We're taking our people out. We shouldn't be here anymore. And if you do anything, there's going to be a problem. If you if you try to mess with our withdrawal, hurt Americans, hurt Afghanis that helped us, or if you try to steal our equipment or our money, there's going to be retribution. You're going to pay. We will drop a bomb on your capital and we will end you. We will or we'll send SEAL Team 6 in there and we'll all of you guys out. You'll all be dead. Plain and simple. We're out of here. And then Joe Biden, our current president, doesn't understand something that a child would understand. The military stays until everybody's out. My mind is blown. Blown. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out, America's podcast. If you like the podcast, please share it with someone. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Hey, Alexa, play Spazzing Out. And, of course, you can get it on Odyssey. Please do share the podcast. That's all I ask. Share it. 
All right. God bless. God bless America.